Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. Now, the Department of Basic Education's Director General, uh, Matanzi Mamweli, says that they are working with the Department of Water and Sanitation to ensure that schools have a provision of water and sanitation facilities. Mweli says that learners and teachers will be provided with personal protective equipment, uh, that's uh, PPEs, and he further added that social distancing and sanitizing measures will be put in place when learners return to school. Teachers will be provided also with masks that are in keeping with affording teachers to be able There's very interesting uh, information that is coming up. There's a journal called Lancet which has also published some information about uh, COVID-19 and school. The UNESCO, the World Health Organization has also gathered some information around COVID-19 and, uh, and schooling. And what is interesting is that Especially in the UK, um, there's information that from the increase of the virus by about 60%, schooling would have contributed only uh, about uh, 3%. And if you look at even countries like France and and many others, including Sweden and others, uh, the the contribution that schooling makes um, in terms of the, the, the spread of the virus it's almost insignificant. Now, this is who we are, um, and the reason why we are factoring this in is that in our planning, we need to take into account the magnitude of the sector so that uh, whatever interventions that we are bringing in take into account uh, the number of learners that we have, the number of educators that we have, and the number of schools that we have. Uh, what we are planning for is that uh, classrooms, staff rooms be, be sanitized, um, uh, all must be socialized around uh, uh, sanitizing hands on entering and leaving rooms and limit the movement uh, between classes and within playgrounds and also getting learners, uh, um, uh, you know, being together in groups that are not more than five and so on. And the same applies to, to learner transport. And the point that we want to emphasize here, Chair, is that Government will be responsible for learner transport provided by government and transport provided for uh, by parents, which is private arrangement. Um, the, the parents will have to see that uh, uh, the COVID-19 uh, requirements are adhered to and will be working with the Department of Transport also to, to, to ensure uh, enforcement in, term, in terms of COVID-19 requirements. Uh, we are working with the Department of Water and Sanitation. The team met with them yesterday. Um, they indicated to us that they were able to deliver water tanks, over 7,000 of them, in a period of uh, uh, two weeks. And therefore, half of that they could even deliver in a week's time if uh, we contracting them through rainwater. So that's the arrangement that we have made with the Department of water and sanitation as well as rent water as the implementing agent. Basic sanitation and hygiene package, uh, working with the Department of uh, Health um, and the National Treasury, the Office of the Chief Procurement Officer, the list of uh, COVID essentials for schools and offices uh, has been delineated and for instance we are talking about cleaning and disinfection materials, the, PP, the PPs, 
personal protector, washing soaps, gloves, uh, cloth masks, and thermometers. Uh, we have uh, procured those. We've been meeting with provinces this morning to check their state of readiness in the procurement uh, of all the COVID-19 essentials. We'll be providing every learner with two cloth masks um, for quintal one up to quintal four schools uh, for a start, but going forward, uh, we'll only be covering for quintal one up to three. Uh, teachers will be provided also with masks, uh, masks that are in keeping with affording teachers to be able to teach. Learners with special education needs, the deaf learners will need to sign in the course of uh, learning and teaching, uh, will be provided with different masks, masks that are clear uh, so that they will sign. Minimum of two thermometers, that, uh, t the temperature will be taken from front every day. And whenever you leave the school premises, when you come back, we'll have to take your temperature. And if the temperature is higher than what is required, and of course, working with the Department of Health, will be training those who will be taking um, the chair from all the way into school, uh, be taken through the, the requisite protocol. Um, will will we'll then be expected to do this on a daily basis. The draft uh, amended school calendar, depending on what the minister will announce, and uh, based on the decision of CEM on Sunday, these dates are bound uh, to change. Uh, but this is what uh, we we had uh, planned for. We were short of about nine days, but if the announcement is such that we'd still start schooling in in May, if we, because the other scenario where we had uh, nine, nine days short of the full calendar year was when we were going to start schooling in July. Uh, people forget when they say that we've lost time, that um, we went on early recess uh, just before going on school holidays, and uh, the winter school holidays are your longest up to even th three to four weeks, and we're going to cut them to help any early school closure that we need to compensate for from the winter vacation days as well as the spring vacation days. The winter vacation is going to be shortened to a week, and then the spring will only be one day linked to a weekend, which will be a long weekend. And that was Basic Education Department's Director General uh, Matanzi Mamweli. Meanwhile, National Teacher Union NATU President Alan Thompson says that he does not foresee schools opening in early May, especially in KwaZulu-Natal, as Eteguini District is a red zone as a result of the virus spreading at an alarming rate. For more on this, we join on the line now by the National Teachers Union's President Alan Thompson. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much, and, and, and good morning uh, to all the listeners of the SAFM listeners. Mr. Thompson, your concerns, you say uh, you don't believe that uh, schools will be ready, and yet uh, we're listening to that briefing to the Portfolio Committee in Parliament, and it would seem as though there would be a staggered approach, at least this is being suggested, that the grade 12s and grade 7s go back first, and that could be by May the 6th. Well, uh, the report by the Minister of Health shows that there is an exponential growth in the new infection. Mr. Thompson, my apologies for interjecting. Can I please ask you to just please move around because uh, the line is not very clear. Okay. All right. Let's just try well, that we're, again. We're saying that the National Union 
Okay, Mr. Thompson, uh, not much better there. So uh, let's try and call Mr. Thompson back on another line. Meanwhile, I can tell you, grade 7 and grade 12, that's the top uh, trending topic in South Africa, followed by a basic education. So that gives you a sense of the importance of this particular um, briefing that's currently taking place and also what the broader public feels about what is being said here and suggested. So Gaugelo says, um, if we follow common quote, education is key uh, during critical conditions based on uh, our common lifestyle, ignoring the fact that we have a lack of discipline in our schools, how students behave on the streets, socialize in shops, smoking, etc. We only increase carrier risks. And Natir says, not enough desks, no water, not enough teachers to cater for social distancing. Who will be doing the screening and who will monitor compliance? All these long overdue imbalances are now coming back to bite us. Uh, some of your comments coming through there. But let's see if we have uh, Alan Thompson on a better line now. Mr. Thompson? Yes, thank you very much. I'm sorry about that. But I say, can you hear me now? I can hear you. The line is not the best, so let's try and keep it short and sharp. No problem. But we are saying the report by the Minister of Health yesterday indicated that the graph of the daily infection has continued to rise. And as a result, it shows that there's an exponential growth in the number of new infections. Now, our worry is that the infection rate was quite less when the schools were declared to close. But unfortunately, when now we are having a very exponential growth in the number of new infections, we are opening the schools. And what has been seen as the most important ingredient to reduce the spread of coronavirus disease was the social distancing or physical distancing, if you like. The concern that you are having, when we were testing with the principals of schools, taking those highly infected areas, the district of Echeguini, the district in Johannesburg, we are reading that most of the schools are having 80 learners in the classroom. And if we follow what has been proposed by the Department of Basic Education, that at least we'll have 20 desks in the classroom, two learners per desk, you can definitely see that there will be no social distancing or physical distancing. So that will imply that learners will be touching each other in the classroom, irrespective of them wearing a mask. Remember what Professor Karin indicated. He said what is important and what will assist this country is to make sure that we wash our hands every time, we, 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 we maintain our physical distance, and number three, it's a mask. But the department is saying, let us ignore the physical distancing, simple because all the leaders will be given two cloth masks. Let us ignore the social distancing or physical distancing, simple because they will put some sanitizers in the school. We are saying as the National Teachers Union, go around the world, read what other countries have done. The first country is Denmark, which was able to reopen schools in Europe, was the first country to reopen schools in Europe. But what they did was to reduce the number of class, I mean, of learners in the class. The distance between the learners is 1.8 meters. On top of that, when learners are expected to go outside because they understand that the main business of learners is to play, when they go outside, they have employed people who are going to monitor learners outside. But the report is saying they will allow up to five learners to talk amongst themselves. But that will be practically impossible because it has shown that the more people 
come together in the form of a group, there are high chances for them to infect each other. And we do not want to cover the curriculum for those learners who will survive COVID-19. But we want the entire nation to be safe. We are saying, well, we can't be worried about grade 12, but why do we want to include grade 7? If we will open the high school only to the grade 12 learners, we keep one learner per desk. We keep a maximum of 20 learners in the classroom. We open the school to the entire metric. We employ more teachers who will give support to the existing teachers. We employ more people who will come every 30 minutes during the session and, and, and clean the surfaces, clean the desk on behalf of our children. We do not allow children around to talk in a group more than three because more than five to us is a high danger and we cannot afford to infect our children when the country has succeeded this far to maintain the spread of virus and we are opening the schools to infect the entire nation, which is a very high risk in the size of content. So have you not been part of these uh, deliberations, these engagements with the Department of Education, uh, Mr. Thompson? And if you were, what were your inputs and how were they received? We have, re- we have submitted letters to the... De- in fact, on the 26th of April, a day before the minister was supposed to go and address the nation, we had a very long meeting with the minister. Not only NATO, the National Teachers Union, but all other trade unions were present. There is no single trade union that indicated that the Republic of South Africa is ready to open its doors and welcome the students in the schools. Simple because of the high risk that we are confronted with. Simple because of the reports we have received on the ground on a very, very high number of schools that are without water on a very, very high number of schools that are without good sanitation. The toilets that are being used in some of the schools, especially schools that are having a serious problem of overcrowding, you cannot believe what learners are being exposed to and what teachers are subjected to every day. You can add then the new infect, I mean, add coronavirus as an extra problem, then we are saying we are setting ourselves for failure when the country, when the president of the country has done his level best to maintain the spread of virus so that we do not pick the cops in the street like it has been the case in Spain, it has been the case in Italy. We are not saying let's fold our arms and keep our children at home. But we are saying, why are we not allowing only the new activities on the 1st of of May to guide us at what will happen to our daily infection rates? By allowing parents to go to work, especially those that their uh, 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 workplace will be open as of the 1st. After that, we seek and assess the situation. At level four lockdown, we cannot accept the decision of opening the schools. Unless if the department is saying it's opening the sector for maybe uh, people to go and renovate the schools that have been vandalized, uh, maybe for uh, delivery of these sanitation packs, maybe for the post to be advertised especially in schools that are in need of additional teachers, maybe for the filling of vacant positions, because some of the schools who were qualifying for cleaners 
for, for general assistance. They were not allowed for the last three years to fill those positions, which means that now learners are the ones that are cleaning their own classrooms because the department put a moratorium on the appointment of cleaners, appointment of gardeners, appointment of any general assistant because they were trying to reduce the number of people that are employed in the education system. So we are saying under those circumstances, it, will, it is very suicidal, it is being very irresponsible just to simply open the doors when we have not corrected or confirmed the receipt of everything that needs to be put there before we can open our gates to the children to go to school and receive education. We want grade 12 to finish, as many parents are worried about. If that is the case, why are we not concentrating only on grade 12 and wait until perhaps we are in a national state of disaster a lockdown level, maybe three or level two, then we can expose grade seven, then we can expose all other grades. But we have a program that is intended to introduce learners incrementally, irrespective of what is the response uh, of the virus to the learners that are growing, doing grade 12 when they go to school. What is the response? Of the, the, the virus to those that are doing grade seven before we open gates for the lower grade. Mr. Thompson, just a final question. So what does yes. this mean for your members? Uh, will they be going back to school if indeed uh, this plan is adopted and uh, grade 12 and grade sevens are asked to go back to school on the 6th? Well, today also, because we were listening to the presentation of the Department of Education to the Portfolio Committee, they invited uh, further comments. We will send our motivation again to the minister. We believe that the minister will reconsider. We don't think our minister will fail to listen on the reasons that have been provided. The minister will perhaps find ways of perhaps opening the system, maybe trying to ratify all the wrongs that we have cited, but we have no intention of boycotting the system. But it will be very sad when the schools are reopened and few days after that, you learn that some of the schools have been closed simply because teachers have been infected or learners have tested positive for COVID-19. We will never mobilize uh, our members to rise against the state when we are confronted with an invisible enemy. We will never be an irresponsible leadership. We will do everything possible to to persuade the department, but we'll also try to put other means just to make sure that our members are not, I mean, they don't test positive at the end of the day. We come with some precautionary measures, but we want the department to take a very judicious decision and think about the nation, not about what is likely to happen if the schools are not opening. Mr. Thompson, thanks so much for your time. Our National Teacher Union, NATU's President, Alan Thompson.